2: Here's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Local Hour. We're talking EKU baseball with the closer, Joe Clancy. EKU women's basketball with the one and only Caitlin Costner. And we'll talk some EKU football as well. That's what's cooking on today's Sports Stove Local Hour. McKinney looks, the kitty looks, sends it to pocket, throws open receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet. Our identity is: we're going to press for 40 minutes. We're going to play up tempo. We're going to play with unbelievable passion. And then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome into an all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour pre. Presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. It is time to join the flavor revolution. And you can do it at RighteousFelon.com. And if you use the code SPORTS, not SPORTS, if you use the code STOVE15, you get 15% off your purchase. Uh, welcome into another Monday night edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour. I'm Vince Stover, joined as I am every Monday by the one and only Ryan Jackson. How you doing, Ryan?
3: No, I'm I
2: doing good today. I went to go get my books. It was a little cold, but... Uh... School starting soon, so I'm excited. So, uh, as most, I'm assuming most people watching this or listening to this know, it's snowed. Um, so we've got snow on the ground. It is ridiculously cold outside. Mm-hmm. Um, Martin Luther King Day, Martin Luther King, what? Yeah, uh, day. And um, so I was off work today, uh, but I uh, had a friend whose mother passed away last week, so I had the honor to preach at her funeral uh, this afternoon. Um and got out in the cold a little bit for that and then uh spent the rest of the day uh you know underneath a blanket uh, because it's so thick and cold outside. So um yeah, I don't I have books now that's always exciting. I, I do not miss for one second. I do not miss school. Um and and I but I remember those days getting the books, having your class schedule, having getting all that ready to kick off for a new semester and things like that, but more importantly not really than that is football uh you guys had your first meeting team meeting uh last night right Mm -hmm. and uh so what was it like uh being back in the room with all those guys it was
3: actually fun it was real uh it was real homey like it was it felt cool it was nice me and a couple of the guys got together before we even left to go to the meeting so it was good catching up with all my friends and then uh then we proceeded to play the game of who is that guy, uh, where we really just look around the room and guess who in the world is that guy, <laughs> and whether it's our former teammates, former friends, or <laughs> or if it's new guys, it's it's just fun. And the first meeting's always fun. You go over your team rules, expectations for this year, stuff that we're gonna get into, and like I said, it's it's just a homie vibe, uh,
2: and everybody's back. <laughs> Uh, where do you sit in these meetings? Are you a middle of the room guy, side of the room, back of the room, front over. of the room? Yeah. Uh,
3: Coach Wells has a, uh, a weird little system of how he sets up the chairs, so it's usually younger guys in the back, and you kind of make your way forward. So I, I finally made it to the front of the room. I'm right in front of Coach, so I'm there for all his passionate speeches, and uh,
2: yeah. So
3: I'm 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 up close and personal. I sit next to B. Sloan, so I feel really
2: cool. <laughs> yeah (laughs) yeah now so you know i'm a preacher uh Mm -hmm. preachers have a bad reputation of spitting on people as as coach (laughs) Willis, uh does he spit when he talks uh when when he's real passionate about something there could be spit
3: involved usually it's luckily he he more projects on the other side of the room than my side but
2: yeah uh anything new uh and you have to tell us details behind it but is it because, uh, I mean, you've been in several of these meetings now over your time in college. Um, does it change over the years? Is it relatively the same every year? Uh, it, it's always different with new people coming
3: in and out. So every year we've had a different, like, medical person talk. So I would say the information is usually all pretty much the same uh, year after year. Coach Wells doesn't have many rules, not many rules to, to follow either. It's just... Expectations for this year, how last year's season went, and uh, kind of our
2: goals and what we what we plan to achieve. And uh, who speaks in this? Is it just Coach Wills or uh, you uh, mentioned the yeah. person? But is it the, the coaching staff? Any players speak? Anything like that? Uh, no,
3: it's mostly mostly just Coach Wills. No, no
2: real. We
3: we get the rest of the staff involved, but definitely not players. Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't want <laughs> us coming here and talking. <laughs>
2: Oh, man. Uh, well, I, I know it's always good to get back together with guys and um, h- hang out, catch up and get ready for what's ahead in the spring, because let's face it, at the end of the day, spring. Well, you tell me, I, I the way I would look at it would say spring and summer isn't the fun part. Um, fall when the season kicks in is. Uh, would you disagree with that? Is spring spring fun? Uh, spring spring can be
3: fun. Uh, spring is where you put in the work. Before yeah. fall. So spring is where you get uh, your bonding experience. You get to know what kind of team you're going in with to you kind of see how tough you guys can be and you build your relationships more than anything. So spring and but fall is definitely way more exciting. That's that's when, all the, that's when all the stuff that matters comes up. And I don't want to say stuff that matters like spring ball isn't important, but that's when the winning starts to show up. That's when, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I picture spring as a lot of running, a lot of weightlifting, um, that kind of stuff, and not not quite as much just straight football stuff. Would that be true? Right.
3: Yeah. Well, we're we're going to do a lot more kind of football stuff this year, but uh, definitely more lifting and running than than football.
2: All right. So, do you have a lifting goal this year? Something you want to hit? Whether it's bench or or squat or whatever it is, I
3: kind of I kind of want to see my one of my better lists is deadlift i want to see if I can get to the the four fifty to five hundred range in there and then everything else is just as getting as high as I can for the last year I'm leaving it all out there and i'm yeah.
2: going all in so yeah all right I like it i like it a lot uh i was i was a little discouraged that coach wells didn't ask me to come speak to the team uh wow. for your opening meeting but uh that's okay uh maybe next year uh <laughs> um, oh well i have tons of knowledge i could pass on um the eku sports world is still rolling of course tennis opened up uh this week uh the girls got a win over western kentucky i believe um so that's exciting as well guys are playing too um eku men's hoops are rolling in conference play we talked uh with Coes about this Right before they started conference play, and they kind of hit a, a rough patch heading into conference play. I think they're on a five-game, one, two, three, four, five, five-game losing streak heading into conference play, and now they've won four straight in conference play. So four and zero in the conference. Um, Eight-point win over Lipscomb. Ten-point win over Austin P. Uh, Seventeen-point win over Central Arkansas, and a nine-point win over North Alabama. So that's two uh, two home games and two road games. And coming up next for them is Saturday. Against Bellerman um, at home against Bellerman uh, on Saturday. Actually, they go on. A, they have a three-game home stretch uh, coming up now with Bellerman, Jacksonville, and uh, North Florida uh, all coming to town here in the next uh, over the next. Well, starting Saturday through the next two Saturdays. So uh, let's see here. Um, so I'm surprised though. Uh, I was surprised to see how much they kind of struggled in the the non-conference games. And now that they've hit the conference games. It seems like, man, they found what they needed to find, and it's all working for them.
3: Right? Con- conference games is a whole, a whole different ball game because that's you have to refocus in because that that's that can put you in a different position. Like you win your conference games and you win your conference, you control everything. Mm-hmm. And that regarding your conference, non-conference games, they're good to get some competition in. They're good to get some work in, especially against high-level players. But
2: conference is where you make your money in. And- yeah. And basketball, you win your conference, you you go to the tournament uh, and that's a big deal. I mean, that's, that's massive. I mean, you guys go to the playoffs. If you win your conference in football, there's something about March madness though, that, I mean, that opportunity for guys or girls to, to get there just simply by um, w- winning the conference is huge. And these guys were predicted to win the conference this year uh, going in preseason stuff, but uh, again, just they didn't. Something was missing. Something was not clicking for them. They were missing shots. That was probably the main thing um, in non-conference play. And they played some tough opponents, but um, yeah, it's fun to see it clicking right now. They're two road games, they scored 80 plus points in both of those games. Actually, in their four wins, they scored 80 or more in three of those four wins. Um, so things are things are falling for them right now, which is fun to see uh, them. We'll talk about the girls a little bit later. We've got Caitlin Costner coming on. Um, Caitlin was the latest addition to the EKU women's team, uh, transferred in from Ohio State. And uh, she's been playing now for the last several weeks and uh, and contributing to the team in a big way. I think she even started um, the last game or two as well. So uh, I'm excited to talk to her. We're also going to talk some EKU baseball. Last week we had Coach Pro throw on. If you did not watch that, uh, that episode, you're one of only a few people in the world who haven't. Uh, we had a great, great viewership on on that, that episode, but um, one of the names that Coach Pro brought up was Joe Clancy, who closes um, not every game, but he, but he is a end-of-the-game pitcher for EKU Baseball. He's going to join us here in just a couple minutes, and we'll talk some EKU Baseball with uh, him. Uh, I do want to mention, though, and we mentioned it as we entered into the program today, but Righteous Fell and Jerky again we're really grateful for their partnership with us in this program. And uh, along with that, we're grateful for how they learned how to make jerky. Uh, it's really good jerky. And I uh, want to encourage you to go out and try it for yourself. And you get to support the program uh, while doing so. So you go to righteousfelon.com. And when you check out, all you got to do is type in the code stove15. That's S-T-O-V-E-1-5. And you get 15% off your purchase. And uh, and you get yourself some really, really good jerky too. So you know, i uh there's a there's a local company here that makes jerky and it's good. Um, but I I I honestly really like Righteous Felon better than any other jerky I've had. Uh the tenderness of the 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 jerky is incredible. The flavor is solid. Um if you like spicy, they got some some kicking flavors. Uh Ryan, you had that habanero Escobar. It had some good kick to it, didn't it?
3: Yeah, that that definitely has a
2: good spice to it. <laughs> It'll clear out the sinuses. Uh, <laughs> and they got a few like that, but they got some other mild, milder flavors. Uh, I love the bootlegging barbecue. It's my favorite flavor uh, that they have, but uh, they got a lot of good stuff. So make sure you check them out, RighteousFelon.com, and uh, get yourself some jerky. Uh, let's see here. Uh, other things going on in the EKU sports world, though, before we get to Joe Clancy. Um, like I said, the volleyball is is rolling. Antoinette Walker. Continues to just when she's playing, she's been hurt a lot this year. But when she's on the floor, she's just showing up as the a sun player of the year. I mean, it's she's not even though she's battled injuries, it doesn't seem like when she does play that it's letting. She's not letting that affect her very much.
3: Yeah, she seems she seems to be a great player, and uh, obviously has has a great respect for the game. And uh, she she kills it. Anytime I've come to a game, I've seen her. She she gets her mid range going. She's she's lighting up on the on the full court press and she she's in it for her team and she seems like she's really, uh, she really wants it this season.
2: Yes, indeed. So I'm excited to talk with uh, Caitlin a little bit later in the program about that. And uh, again, they're, um, and they're just a fun team. They're a fun team. So a lot going on there. The snow has canceled some things, but so far nothing at the university as far as sporting events goes. Um, so we had a game high school game get canceled today um, and hopefully we're supposed to play tomorrow, but we'll see. We'll see. See how that all shakes down. But uh, we're gonna take a quick break and uh, hear from some of our sponsors. And uh, the plan will be when we come back to talk to Joe Clancy from EKU Baseball. Say hello to America's most wanted craft beef jerky. Over fifteen flavors with all kinds of character. The number one jerky gift box and all natural black Angus quality made right here in the U.S. of A. Taste the flavor revolution at RighteousFelon.com. Use the promo code STOVE15 at checkout. That's RighteousFelon.com. Promo code S-T-O-V-E-1-5 at checkout. Com. That's M-Y-I-P-M Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. It's now time to bring on our first guest of the evening. Last week, Coach Pro told us all about him and the importance that he is to the baseball team. He is EKU pitcher Joe Clancy. Hey, Joe, how you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you guys? Uh, awesome.
2: Awesome. Uh, thanks for being on the program. Appreciate you coming on. Uh, last week, I don't know if you got a chance to hear it or not, but we did talk to Coach Prothrow for a while, and uh, you know, we asked about some of the guys that were returning and the pitching staff, and he was very quick to bring up your name as an important piece of that staff, bringing in the, uh, he didn't know what to call the role, which I thought was kind of funny, but the closer role, as we think of it, end of the game role, whatever it may be, um, and the importance that you bring to it. Uh, let's talk about last year first, and then we'll get into this year, uh, five and two on the year, three saves. ERA in 24 and a third innings, uh, striking out 30 uh, batters in your season last year uh, and your first season at EKU. So uh, how was the adjustment? And obviously it went pretty well for you last year.
1: Um, Yeah, it was very smooth transition. Um, One thing that you kind of see now coming in from like a junior college to Division One program or just any program in general, um, it's really hard for guys to find that right fit. You know, whether it be obviously, you know, when it comes down to recruiting, their biggest job is, you know, get the guys on campus. So you may kind of have some stories of some guys who are told some things on the phone and things are different when they get to the to campus. Um, one thing Coach Pro and Coach Jones were very uh, honest about with me was whatever they told me I was going to have the opportunity to get. So when they had first reached out to me and I was at junior college, they told me, they're like, look, here's the situation. Like, we're fairly confident that Will Bryan, um, their closer was going to get drafted and if he did obviously it wasn't given to me because you know nothing that goes on in sports is given but they're like this is going to be the role that we see you as you're going to have the opportunity to get it um so coming in the fall and then obviously being given that opportunity it kind of helps from a trust standpoint because you know that you know you weren't being told a load of nothing on the phone and he's uh he says it all the time you know to not walk around on eggshells around him um He's very good if he doesn't like something that you're doing. You know, he's going to be up front and just be like, hey, we need to fix this rather than, oh, you know, I, I don't like the way he acted today. I'm just going to give him the cold shoulder. So I think that's something he's really good about. He's, he's very honest with us, um, which made the transition easy. But, you know, the season started off well the first game. Got my first uh, college save when we went down to South Alabama. Um, and then I had a decent outing against NKU. And then I kind of had a uh, little bit of struggle in the Asheville series and then our midweek against Cincinnati. Um, I had some nerve uh, damage going on post-Tommy John that we didn't really know what was going on, so I couldn't really feel my fingers. Um, there was a really big adjustment period following those two outings and how we were going to attack it, how we are going to manage it, and kind of relearning how to pitch. But I got that cleared up this summer, and everything feels a lot better. Awesome. Now, uh, you didn't know Will, correct? Uh, No, but, you know, he was here that summer. Uh, I came came early with all the freshmen that year in early July, um, and he was around. I talked to him all the time. Uh, He still comes back after the season. We we talk every day. Like, we text each other, um, just kind of bouncing back and forth. Anything that, uh, you know, any thoughts we have that could help make us better baseball players. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, he was – such a smart, smart guy and uh,
2: obviously a talented pitcher uh, getting drafted and and <laughs> having that opportunity as well. When you have that, what, did you ever have that role before where you were closing out games? You said you had uh, in,
1: in junior college, I did. I think, I think the reason why coach bro has a little bit of trouble calling it or like declaring a role for it is um, in junior college, it was a very hybrid thing for the way that we attacked it. So Obviously, it was a closer role. If we went into you know, the last inning or two of a game and we had a, a lead, I was going to pitch. But we also – so I went to Hartford, which is in Maryland, so Northeast baseball. We don't uh, get to really play the nine-inning games. We'll do two doubleheaders, so seven-inning – like two seven-inning games on a Saturday and a Sunday and then one on Tuesday. Um, if we had a lead after the fourth or fifth inning – Like this. So let's say we got a three run lead after the fourth inning, we're playing a good team and our starter gives up a lead off walk and a lead off saying, I would just go finish the game. Um, so that's, and I'm always in his ear, you know, he, he, uh, he has no issues telling me to, uh, get out of his office sometimes with some of the ideas that I come about. I'm always asking to throw more than, than he would like. Uh, I know it's not easy for him to always hear my ideas and my thoughts. He, uh, I like to think he listens to me sometimes. But, yeah, I'm constantly begging, like, hey, let me throw a three today if we have a leader. hey, you know, if we need, like, good good team, hey, the second some trouble gets in, like, let me. I have a very different look on baseball, I feel like, than most people. You know, everybody – obviously, I think the most important thing when it comes to baseball is starting pitching. You know, if you can limit an offense early in a game, even when you're playing a really good team, um, it it allows your offense to kind of settle in. You know, if you give up a five spot in the first inning against a really, you know, SEC opponent on a Tuesday, it's hard for your offense to be, like, OK, well, now we're facing a really deep pitching staff. Everybody has good stuff like, you, you know, like baseball is hard enough. Um, so to to get in that situation, to expect every hitter to give mentally 100 percent is hard, even though, you, you know, everybody's telling themselves they are. It's difficult. Um, but really, if you look at baseball, a lot of games are won and lost in the middle innings, like in those pitching changes. Uh, it's really hard to make a lot of pitching changes in a baseball game and have everything go right. Um, so, yeah, I'm 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 always begging them to to switch it up.
2: So you you would would you prefer to start like if you would got the chose what you choose, what you're going to
1: do? I do fun? anything. Uh, I I'll <laughs> If we if I can do something that helps us win. I'll do it. If he wants me to start on Fridays, Saturdays, Sundays, Tuesdays, I'll start. If it goes from, Hey, you're the closer to kind of like how it was in junior college where like, Hey, you're just a high leverage guy, whether that high leverage situation is in the third inning on a Friday against Gulf coast where we scored five runs in the first three. And now they've put up three runs in the fourth inning and we're in a little bit of trouble and like, we need to stop the bleeding. You need to go and I'll I'll do anything.
2: Now, Ryan, listen to this. In high school, his senior year, Joe had a 0.81 ERA, 134 strikeouts, and 60 innings as a senior. Um, so what's your what's your specialty, Joe? Um, is it is it speed? Is it movement? What what's your specialty?
1: Um I have what the baseball uh world has now termed as a like rising fastball. Okay. Um kind of growing up, you always heard like you know, people would tell you whether it would be a catcher or a hitter or a coach, like, "Hey, you know, your fastball is heavy. It's heavy. Um, a lot of it goes. A lot of stuff goes into it. It's very that analytical side of baseball. But you know, I'm not like an overly tall guy. I'm I'm six one on a good day. Um, but I get very far down the mound. Um, so I release the ball very low as well. I think it's like a. I'm normally somewhere between like a four nine and a four eleven release height." um with seven feet of extension so you know 60 feet six inches is where the mound is you take seven feet off of that and then i'm releasing it from such a low angle and then i have what they would call good carry which is a it's termed as induced vertical break so i have really high that it's very pure which all it really is is basically gravity has less of an effect on the baseball for my fastball than it normally does for the average. So, you know, like hitting is all perception. It's like, okay, I see the ball now. Where do I think it's going to be by the time I'm swinging and making contact? Uh, My fastball just happens to have less drop. Mm. So from a super low release height, it just, it doesn't look like it ever goes down. So um, that's my specialty throwing fastballs at the top of the zone and getting above bats. Nice. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for Joe?
3: You might have already answered my question a little bit. So, so three two ninth inning. What's the what? What fastball. pitch do you hope is called the fastball?
1: I, I'm not. I, there's no hope. You know, like we wear the the signal collars on our wrists. You know, they punch in some numbers. It buzzes, and I would put a million out of a million on it. I'd put my life on it. At whatever money's in my bank account, whatever I'm worth, I'll put that it would say one one.
2: Now, with that, uh, have you ever shaken off? a coach's call
1: uh in junior college Okay, um, (laughs) you know he says we're allowed to um but you know i really don't there there wasn't a situation last year where i felt like you know i want to throw something different especially towards the like end stretch of the season because of what was going on with the feeling that i had in my fingertips it was just genuinely hard for me to kind of spin breaking balls um that's kind of where we led into like the development of a cutter because it was just easier to control. Um, But yeah, you know, I'm not really picky on that stuff. Uh, I think what comes down to a lot of it is something that you have to have. If you want to be a good pitcher is I, I, it doesn't matter what's called. I I don't think it's going to get hit and I don't think anybody's going to hit it. Um, which I think helps a lot. Like, I think a lot of guys on our team have that, um, in themselves, is I think I could throw thirty fastballs in a row and tell the team that I'm throwing a fastball and I'm confident that I'm not going to get hit. So no, I I, I don't plan on shaking. Um, I don't want to. I don't want to see what happens if I shake and give up a hit. I'll just <laughs> stick with what's called. You know, they do the scouting reports. Yeah. He's coached and played baseball for way longer than I've been alive. So I'll leave it up to him. Yeah, there you go. He is old. I'll give you that. Um, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> he's way no. he's way younger than anybody would think. You know, yeah, it's, the, it's, right. the stress, it's the stress of coaching a college sport that adds the gray to them. Yeah. Uh,
2: now, is there a picture that you've kind of molded your style after at all?
1: Uh, I really, you know, I never really watched that much baseball growing up. Um, my family is a huge football family. My um, brother played football at the Naval Academy. Uh, that's really all they cared about growing up. That's all that really like baseball was really just a big back burner thing. Uh, it was just something like I played. Um, but as I grew up, like, it it just kind of became more of my thing. Like, the, it, it's just much more of my speed. Um, but now, like, right now, I would say just, like, pitchers that I like, you know, everybody obviously likes. Like, I love watching Garrett Cole. You know, I, I it, again, it kind of goes with, like, me not shaking. I love watching, like, the no-nonsense guys. The dudes who just go up there are, like, super pure, simple, playing or just, like, trying to get people out. Um, I love him. Uh, Edwin Diaz obviously a closer uh, he's fun to watch um, Munoz the uh, he pitched in the back end for the Mariners he's fun to watch uh, Seawald from the Diamondbacks was really fun to watch this year because you know he's not a he's their closer but you know he's not not anything like crazy powerful 92 94 but again he has like that really unique fastball profile so it's kind of someone I guess you could say like relate to um, so it was nice watching him have success this postseason Yeah, definitely. So uh,
2: change of catcher this year. Now, obviously you pitched to a couple different catchers last year um, and you've pitched to other places, too. So what's the transition and catcher like? Um, Because I know there there is a relationship there that you guys build and and form. um, But I would assume every time there's somebody different behind the plate, there's a little bit something different going on.
1: Yeah, um, I think just like pitching, uh, every catcher has their own unique style, whether it be like two knees down one knee just how they receive the ball and how they set up um if will sees this will's probably not gonna like me saying this but i used to always pick on will that i hated throwing to him because he was so small
0: <laughs> yeah. that
1: uh i just like focused on the plate way more than i normally would if i had like a bigger catcher yeah um, you can catch, like honestly i love having like I-, I love having silas and boone and duffield um Like, to me, they're all three outstanding catchers. They all also have three really good arms, which helps a lot as a pitcher, Um, you know, trying to limit that base running. But, you know, they're all three bigger dudes, which kind of help you, like, it it helps you not focus so much on, like, you know, the 17 inches of white that you need to throw over. You're just kind of lost at throwing to the target. Um, But a lot of it comes with repetition, obviously, which is why, you know, we kind of rotate catchers and catching bullpens. Um, But it's also a lot of trust. Like, I trust all of them that if – you know, its bases is loaded, um, and it's a tie game. If I bounce a breaking ball, they're all three going to block it and keep it in front. So I think that has a lot to do with it is trust.
2: Yeah. Now, Silas, you know, Coach said Silas is probably going to get the majority of time behind the plate this year. He's listed at 6'3", 205, which is drastically bigger than Will, taller, yes. especially. <laughs> um, and we love Will. Uh, we love Will. Absolutely. But, uh, <laughs> Um, but what's that bond like with Silas currently? I mean, how you guys were obviously around last year so. uh, Yeah. So he,
1: he came last spring, um, and it didn't really take, you know, he, it didn't seem like it took anything for him to like, just be a part of this team. Like he came to that locker room, um, that first day that we were all back as a team and it was fairly normal. Um, I love him. He's awesome. He's a great kid. He's really hard worker. He's hilarious. Um, him and uh, his roommate, Connor Davis, together are are a real catch. Uh, but I think 205 is underselling it. He's a big kid. Um, he's got a lot of power. He's really good. I would not be surprised if he ends up being one of those kids that we're at the end of the year. You know, like he's competing for Ace Player of the Year.
2: Hmm. Wow. Uh, he's I've heard some big things about him, and he's young. That's interesting, too. You know, you mentioned yeah. – you call him a good kid and he is legit that. I mean, he's a college kid, but still compared to you, you've been around for a little bit in life. Uh Ryan's been around for a little bit. I've been around a long time in life. So uh he's a young kid. And uh do the catchers are they supposed to be the most mature on the team?
1: Um, I don't I don't think they are, uh, but just with how baseball is, it it happens. You know, they played by far the worst position on the field um catching bullpens is no fun uh and every pitcher is bound to have a bad bullpen whether it be spiking breaking balls spiking fastballs just like missing spots it's it's a lot you know like just think about sitting in a squat for three hours or you know an hour and a half straight like it's just it's not fun it's not enjoyable i know they wear chest protectors but you can still feel the ball when when it hits the chest protector a lot of the time it's kicking off hitting them in the thigh and the bicep and the shoulder, like areas that aren't protected, you know, and then they do that and then they got to do catching work and they got to do team defense and then they got to hit. And, you know, you add Boone to that. Boone's a switch hitter. So he's got to take, you know, if they're taking 150 swings that day, he's got to do 150 from the right side, 150 from the left. Um, they got to do receiving work, blocking work, throwing to bases. Like it's just a little different. Like obviously if, if you're an outfielder and you go out there and you're working on your defense, you're working on your fly balls, your cuts and relays, and like maybe, maybe reading the ball off the wall. They just have like within their position, they have a lot of stuff to do and then they have to work with us as well. Um, I mean, when we, uh, when we aren't doing team practices and we just have like bullpen groups, you know, obviously working out around people's class schedule, they're there all day. It feels like, um, and then when they finally stop, they got to (laughs) hit. So it'll mature anybody. I, I, I would say that I think if we, you know, took those three catchers, uh, Duffield, Silas, and Boone, and just, you know, we're like, hey, you guys are our team captains and everybody else was quiet for the year. We'd have no problem getting through through any uh, struggles as a the team. They're all, you know, really good yeah. leaders. Nice. Uh, Ryan, anything else for Joe?
3: Yeah, you talked about uh, how you went into, like, a little slump in baseball. I get in, in basketball, you just shoot your way out of a slump. and football, you just kind of do some more drills and you get over it. How, how do you get over that in baseball
1: when you have a slump? Um, I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it, you can get lucky. Um, I'll say that, like, especially from a hitting standpoint, you'll see some guys who just, like, are hitting balls squared up and they're right at people and they're just getting out. And then they'll get, like, three or four fluky hits and then it's just like, all right, it clicks. Um, But I think having a process helps a lot. So I'd say one thing that's helped me is, like, I'm an extremely process-oriented person. Like, I do the same thing when I show up to the field before I'm going to throw. I have the same routine, so – it's really just sticking with that. Like, yeah, I could be like, Oh no, like I threw bad two times. What's going to happen? What am I going to do? And it's like, well, I'm going to do what I did the exact same time before that worked for, you know, 20 years of my life. Uh, so it's that you have to be able to just be like, I know what I've done works. I'm going to keep doing it and keep working on my, sometimes you just lose the feel. So it's trying to work yourself back in the field, but a lot of it you just have to trust it. And, uh, you know, Coach Pro is really good about that. He, he doesn't really let one outing or one performance define someone. You know, he's always going to give you chances if you've proven yourself deserving.
2: Now, my last question for you, Joe, is this. Um, if Ryan Jackson steps up to the plate and you're going to throw him 10 fastballs, does he make contact on any of those 10 fastballs? Like fair territory? No,
1: just contact. a foul. About- I'm going to like, no, if I'm being <laughs> completely honest, I, I like I only reason why I say that is because like I hit I, I hit my whole life. I was always good at hitting was it was a good high school hitter. I, I couldn't hit myself right now. It's just so hard. Um, I think if you gave me like someone who plays baseball, even though I'm a PO now, like I played baseball my whole life, I hit my whole life. If you put me up against a single A arm, like someone who's just drafted and gave me 50 at bats, I'm getting zero hits and I'm probably striking out 40 times. Uh, it's just like that. It's such a weird sport when it comes to like what motor skills are played into it. Um, And it, it's also a sport that has nothing to do with like what you look like physically. Like, obviously, like I said, I'm not very tall. If I go out and try to play nose tackle right now, I'm getting cooked. Um I have no chance, but I also know that I have a chance to be like an elite athlete at a, at a hard sport, which is why I I like baseball. Again, a player for us this year, who's probably going to hit in the top three of our lineup. And like Silas has a chance to, you know, be recognized as like a first team all a son is currency. And I think JC is five, six, maybe on a good day. Like that's being nice, but he's got crazy power. He's super fast. Like, it really just comes down to, like, it's a very twitchy sport. It's weird. Um, and if you don't do it for a while, like, you'll lose it. Again, I just – I had to get, you know, a little minor surgery this summer. And, like, the first time stepping on the mound, like, two, three weeks ago, felt like I hadn't done it in six years. Hmm. It, it, it's weird. But, yeah, 0 for 10, 100%. I'm, oh, super, no. I'm supremely confident. Um, after the season this year, if you want to do it in the summer and you're here, I'm, I'm down.
3: I mean, I'm a to bunt one before I go 0 for 10. Uh, I'm going to get one in play. I
2: promise you that.
3: But we can, we can definitely try that.
2: <laughs> I love it. It'll be a, a Sports Stove podcast uh, special out on the ball, all in on the ballpark, and i uh, will see if Ryan Jackson can hit I'll catch for you. Um, I'll do the old uh, T-ball catcher where you get out of the way, let it hit off the backstop, and go pick it up. Uh, I'll, do, I'll do that for you. All right. Uh, Joe, we really appreciate you coming on, man. We're looking forward to the season. It's right around the corner. Uh, you guys' first game is February 16th. Um, so it's it's right there, and we're looking forward to what's, uh, what's ahead for you guys. And uh, we're going to continue talking to your teammates over the next couple of weeks as well. So uh, thank you for coming on, and uh, good luck this season, man.
1: All right. Thank you guys very much.
2: That's Joe Clancy, EKU pitcher. Um, Man, that's fun. Uh, I'm looking forward. I'm so baseball stoked right now. Um, I can't even explain it. I'm I'm so ready. We're going to take one more break. When we come back, we're talking with EKU women's basketball superstar, Caitlin Costner. Does the exterior of your home need a facelift? All Around Roofing has you covered. All Around Roofing is a veteran-owned company servicing Madison County and Central Kentucky. From roof repairs and replacements to gutters, sidings, windows, soffits, chimney flashings, and so much more, All Around Roofing provides quality work and friendly service that will leave your house looking great. Go visit AllAroundRoofingKY.com. That's AllAroundRoofingKY.com for more information. All right, welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour. It's time for guest number two on the day. It is the EKU women's basketball player Caitlin Costner. Caitlin, how you doing?
0: I'm doing good. how are you?
2: doing great. thanks for coming on. Uh, nice to finally meet you and uh, we've talked to several of your teammates this year and one of the things when talking with Coach Todd um, earlier in the season, uh, I was just chatting with him after a game and he said he said just wait. he said, we're good now, but we're gonna get better um and he said we got uh was it Nakia and we've got Caitlin and when they're both on the court it's just going to make us that much that much better as well so we're excited that you're on the court and contributing uh right now for EKU how has the adjustment to Richmond Kentucky been for you
0: um it's been great um my coaches my teammates have been great and just welcoming me um we have a lot of like transfers and stuff this year so we're all in it like together this is new for all of us so it's been really exciting
2: uh, you're originally from Indiana, correct? Yes. And so, and then you uh, were at Ohio State for a time, and now here in Kentucky. There's not massive difference between Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky, right?
0: No, I think Ohio is probably the colder. Like it's yeah. really
2: colder. <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. Now, tell me, um, getting back on the court, um, I I don't know. Uh, I didn't look it up before before I brought you on. You played in eight games. Uh, so far this season, that time off and then coming back in, how long did it take you to have your legs back under you and feel like you were at, at full, full go?
0: Um, it definitely took me a couple games. You know, first game was really tough, like just getting back into playing up and down a lot, but I feel like after a couple games, you know, I was ready and I feel good now. So it's been good.
2: Now uh, you guys have started conference play. You've played uh, three games so far in the conference, getting ready to play your fourth, um, this week. And, uh, you know, you guys have been flowing. We talked earlier in the year. We've talked with Alice, We've talked with Ivy. Um, and you kind of fit that similar mold uh, where that that smaller guard, um, but, you know, active and aggressive and, and, you know, fitting right into what everybody else is doing. Um, how do you feel the team has grown uh, from beginning of season to where you guys are right now?
0: Um, I think like defensively, we have grown a lot, like just our pride on defense and just being able to guard the ball and be competitive right there. And I think also like just us getting more comfortable playing together. Um, It was like, again, like I said, it's a whole new team. So it took us a second, but I feel like we're getting more comfortable with each other. So it's our offensively. We're getting a lot better as well.
2: Uh, You started off conference play with two tough losses, but then you guys just uh, beat down Bellarmine, which had to feel really good, right?
0: Yes, yeah, so it was great. We needed
2: that one first. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when you get into that, uh, again, you're, you're listed as a junior, so I, I haven't looked up your whole career at this point, but um, you've been around long enough to kind of see how the ebbs and flows go of seasons. Um, was there any, sure, there was frustration. Was there any doubt because you guys had such a great non conference record? You came in and lost the first two conference games. Was there any, you know, Heads down, what well, what was the mindset, I guess, going into that Bellerman game?
0: Um, going to the Bellerman game, we were just trying to just keep growing and just keep getting better and improving and focusing on things we need to control. And I think that's what we did against Bellerman, and it really helped us overall, like just play a solid good game.
2: Uh, let's see here. Any relation to Kevin Costner? I am not. (laughs) You've probably been asked that before, I would assume. Yes. Uh, If not, then I'm the only stupid person. I apologize. Uh, Ryan, what do you got for Caitlin? Uh,
3: Watching a couple of your games and seeing how you played, basketball could not have been the only sport you played growing up. Did you play anything else?
0: Yeah. So I ran track. um, And then I also, like, I did, like, a lot of sports in middle school. I did, like, every sport in middle school. But in high school, I really only did track and basketball.
2: How does track play into basketball? Like, how, what um, obviously there's endurance, um, but is there anything else that it helps helps you with in basketball?
0: Um, I'm not sure. I feel like I have like a very like quick first step, and I don't know if I developed that from track or whatever. But like, it's really like helped me a lot. Like, just being aggressive offensively, like it's I'm way quicker, and so that could be. I don't know if that's related or not, but yeah.
2: Now, was now you're obviously good at basketball. Was there another sport you actually liked better but weren't as good in? Uh, or has basketball kind of been the favorite sport?
0: Um, basketball has been my favorite sport. My whole family has played basketball. I've grown up watching it, playing it. So that was just part of what I had to do.
2: <laughs> Who's your favorite uh, basketball player? Or do you emulate anybody?
0: I am a huge LeBron fan. I love LeBron, so...
2: Yeah. Uh, so are you a whiner like LeBron? No, I'm sorry. I am <laughs> I try to hate on LeBron whenever I can. So I apologize for that. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm he's a phenomenal basketball player and seems to be like a very good human being as well. So um, talk to me about Coach Todd. Yeah. So he's not the first coach that you've had. Um, we know him as a quiet, um, relatively in control person. Um, his coaching style had you been coached by someone similar to his style before or is it a new style for you
0: um it is a new style for sure this is probably one of my favorite coaches I've had in my entire career just how patient he is and just in believing us and letting us kind of have more control on what's going on in the game and he really like trusts us and we have a good relationship so he's great And he is really quiet, so that's different for me because I'm usually used to hearing a lot more and people yelling and stuff. So it's way different, but he doesn't have to yell to get his point across, so it's good.
2: But you also do have assistant coaches that are happy to yell for him sometimes. Oh, (laughs) for (laughs) sure. So who do you you hear from the most then?
0: Definitely Coach Brown. (laughs) Definitely Coach Brown. But I need her in my ear. I need that, so it's good.
2: Doesn't her experience, um, what she's experienced in her career, doesn't that automatically just help you go, yeah, I got to listen to this lady because she knows what she's talking about?
0: Oh, for sure. I have so much respect for Coach Brown and just what she did in her career. And she can help me and help me because she's already been through what I've gone through. So just Mm kind of taking her as like a mentor for me.
2: What are you guys uh, – what's the next step for you guys? Obviously, it's one game at a time. I, I've dealt with this with Ryan throughout the whole football season. One game at a time. Okay, great. Uh, but what is your what, – what is the, the next area of growth that you guys need to make as a team?
0: Um, I think just being more consistent and, yeah, probably definitely just being more consistent in how we're playing and just making sure we're all taking care of what we got to do and – the doing our work outside of practice and stuff and just developing our game to better help the team.
2: Uh, your next game is Thursday at home. You got two home games here, Thursday against Central Arkansas, Saturday against North Alabama. Um, I'm hoping to be at the Thursday game. Uh, we've got a middle school game going on, and so I'm hoping as soon as that's done to run over and catch the second half of your guys' game on Thursday um A-Sun Play I mean again you were in the Big 10 um so you've seen you've seen a high level competition how would you what you've seen so far of the A-Sun how would you compare that to, to what you've seen the just the level of play in the A-Sun
0: um I think the pace is very similar uh just how fast they play and like I think the defense is also pretty much the same like how aggressive people are in defense you know and big like our conference, like we still got, we're playing big, bigger teams, and we're not the biggest team, so being able to adjust to that and stuff. So it's pretty similar, though, in that area.
2: Yeah, and what's wild is this team is uh, amazingly bigger than the last two two years <laughs> that Coach Todd has had. Uh, I know he is loving having some presence, some presence underneath as well. Um, now, who's the best shooter on the team? Um. Mm.
0: I would have to say Ivy or Bree, probably. Ivy or Bree,
2: yeah. Yeah, and Bree's having a great year uh, shooting the ball, for sure. Her freshman year, it was like she was there for defense. That's what she was there for. (laughs) And uh, she has really shown up shooting the ball well. She had some time to work on it with her injury as well uh, from there. Um, Antoinette, let's talk about her real quick, too. Antoinette is a phenomenal basketball player. She's been a lot of fun to have in the program. Um, as well, when you look at Antoinette, do you see something different in her compared to? And, and that's not being mean to anyone else, um, but it just seems like there's something really special about her.
0: Yeah, I think she's just an amazing scorer. Like she's a three-level scorer. Like it's really difficult to hard her or guard her, and just how physical she is and how well she moves her body. Like it's not a lot of players are doing that. So she's one of a kind for.
2: In practice, who's the person you love to battle against in practice? Alice. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Me and Alice go at it all the time. So,
2: have you, uh, has she taught you any Italian?
0: She has not. She's like showed me some of her Italian food. So, that's something.
2: Hey, that's better than language. Uh, Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, uh, Let's see here. The Alaska trip. We talked to a couple people about that. Were you on the Alaska trip?
0: Yes, I was there.
2: All right. What was the experience like up there?
0: It was amazing. Um it was fun like just doing being able to do different things and do here. Like we went dog sledding and stuff. So that was super fun. Um I don't know if I'd ever go back. You know, I think that's like a one-time experience for me, but it was definitely fun.
2: <laughs> uh that sounds like a perfect description of it right there. It was a blast. <laughs> um and and probably the only time I'll ever do it. Um but yeah, it's it's fun. It's neat. Where is basketball taking you? Is basketball taking you to any other cool places uh, throughout the globe?
0: Um, yes, I, I think, especially in during, like, high school, Um I traveled, like, all over the states. I haven't been out of the states for basketball yet, hmm. but I've been, like, all around pretty much the states.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a neat opportunity, right, to give you a show, show uh what's around, because there's, the states are different. <laughs> Every single state has some uniqueness. Ryan, what else you got for Caitlin? Uh, I gotta ask, what, what's your favorite shot?
0: My favorite shot? Mm. Um... I'm, I'm, I don't know. I usually, I like the three and I like just getting to the room. I don't know. <laughs> so probably one of those.
2: Do you like the uh, catch and shoot or do you like to create for yourself?
0: Probably the catch and shoot.
2: Okay. Yeah. Are you a rhythm shooter?
0: Um. Yeah. I feel like I gotta be in rhythm. Yeah. At the time.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Very cool. Uh, any regrets uh, coming to, coming to Richmond? Not at all. Good.
0: Great decision. Great decision. <laughs>
2: I only asked that question because I, I figured you would say that. Um, <laughs> listen, uh, we're excited about the rest of the season. I have not been able to make um, – uh, I, I coach uh, high school basketball, so it, it, our seasons conflict oftentimes. So mm-hmm. I got to some of the earlier games but have not been to any recently. So hoping, like I said, to get there Thursday night. And we've been trying to tell people, um, you know, the, the guys team has the motto, the most mm-hmm. exciting 40 minutes of sports. I, I love watching the girls team. Um, I think you guys are so fun. Um, it's fast, it's uh, incredible defense and uh, and it's a fun offense as well. And so I continue to encourage people to come out, support the ladies, um, and some great opportunities here this week, Thursday and Saturday uh, for Central Arkansas and North Alabama, and uh, you can catch Caitlin Costner in action. Uh, live there at Baptist Health Arena, uh, Caitlin. We really do appreciate your time uh, today. Welcome to Richmond. I haven't had a chance to say that to you yet, and uh, and hopefully uh, we'll we'll be in the gym soon to see you.
0: Oh, sounds good. Thank you, guys.
2: Not a problem. Caitlin Costner, E K U women's basketball. Um, Ryan, two fun interviews today. Um, I felt like Joe and Coach Pro. Would uh would would have a conversation that would last about two days if they got in the office together?
3: Yeah, no wonder they they seem close. They uh they definitely seem like a cut from the same cloth. They yeah. they're definitely similar.
2: Yeah, I loved it though. It was a lot of fun talking with you. and Caitlin. I'm so excited she's here, man. I know Coach Coach Todd was was incredibly um, just excited to get her and get her signed. There was um there was some good schools that were trying to get Caitlin. And, uh, and Coach was able to land uh, her here in Richmond. And, uh, and she's, got, she's got more eligibility left too, which is great. And so hopefully we'll, we'll see her for a couple of years um, here also. So a reminder, baseball season is starting soon. Now, they'll be on the road to start off the year mid, mid-February. But make sure you get your season tickets are on sale now. Make sure you line up time to go and hang out, watch uh, EKU baseball, watch Joe Clancy. Um, we'll have some other players on excuse me we'll have some other players on uh here in the near future as well but uh i i'm telling you i just i did my fantasy baseball show yesterday first first episode of the year now talking to joe talking to coach pro last week like i cannot wait for baseball to get here and i mean this is in the middle of football playoffs where the packers just absolutely dominated the cowboys and was phenomenal um you know it's it and there's there's plenty of other things going on in the football world which is great but I'm so ready for baseball, man. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and, uh, yeah, Caitlin was great as well. And uh, good to get to know her a little bit. And uh, fun to get some just l- little insights here and there from her. It uh, was a lot of fun fun tonight as well. Um, as always, we thank our, our sponsors, Righteous Felon. And, uh, again, you go to RighteousFelon.com. You can get jerky there. Phenomenal jerky. And you can get it with a discount if you use the code STOVE15, S-T-O-V-E-1-5. And uh, use that at checkout. You get 15% off your purchase. Um, And then IPM Pest and Termite, locally owned and operated uh, right here in Central Kentucky, servicing Richmond, Lexington, the surrounding areas. Uh, So if you're having bug issues, which right now I think the bugs are pretty much frozen, Um, but but maybe you're getting mice. Mice are an issue this time of year. You can call IPM and they'll take care of you. All around roofing to take care of all your exterior needs. So whether it's roof, siding, windows, whatever it may be, um, all around roofing can take care of you. I know they have taken care of some of our viewers, uh, in the past, and, uh, they'd be happy to help you out as well. So get a hold of all around roofing as well. If you have exterior needs, um, there, a uh, couple things, program notes, uh, Wednesday night, me and my dad, uh, host the sports stove podcast, the original sports stove podcast. We're talking NFL playoffs mainly right now. Um, and then Sunday nights at eight is the sports stove fantasy baseball show. Uh, myself and a writer, baseball, fantasy baseball writer from bellyupsports.com. Uh, Jumps on with me, we talk fantasy baseball and uh, getting leading up to drafts uh, here coming up pretty soon. So uh, tune into that. And then, of course, right here, the Sports Stove Local Hour, continue to bring you the interviews and uh, the best insight outside of the university about the university. And so Mm -hmm. encourage you to tune in for that, too. Uh, Ryan, any closing thoughts before we uh, close it up tonight?
3: Uh, I got a question of the day. Would would you rather sit through uh, a cold nine inning baseball game? or a hot AAU basketball tournament?
2: Oh, cold baseball game. Yeah, I'd take cold over hot for whatever reason. In my old age. Now, this is, you guessed me 20 years ago, I would flip that. Um, but in my old age, I would say, give me the cold over the hot. Um, and give me outside as opposed to inside. Because <laughs> yeah. those AAU games stink. Um, so, <laughs> so, so that's that's where I would go. What about you? Uh it, it would be hard for me not to go with the, the AAU game.
3: Uh, yeah. Baseball doesn't, a lot doesn't happen. Like he said, a lot doesn't happen for the first
2: couple of innings. True. And true. I can't, I can't sit there and just be cold. So here, here's those my, in the extras. Yes. Yeah. So here's my advice, Ryan baseball is a perfect date sport. Uh, okay. to take a date to a baseball game because you can talk, you don't have to be dialed into the action all the time. Um, and you can have a conversation, you can get some nachos or whatever and just kind of hang out and uh and chill for a couple hours. And uh so it's a perfect uh and again I'm old, so I like relaxing and calm and whatever. And baseball is that. And uh and so I love it, but it's a it's a perfect uh uh date opportunity uh there. So so there you go. We're gonna have a sports stove date night uh at a baseball game this year. We'll have everybody bring a date and uh we'll hang out and watch baseball. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's a good question. That's a good question. I'm telling you though, man, I I cannot wait for baseball season. I'm so stoked right now. Coach pro got me ready. Like right. he was the just, oh man, he was on fire. I was ready for it. So, um, there you go. Baseball season's upcoming, but basketball season's in right now. So go support the guys and girls. Um, tennis is off and running. Um, um, I, there's other things, and I apologize to those other sports, but there's other things going on, too. So so check it out, EKUSports.com. Uh, I'll give you all the information you need from that. Thanks to KB for helping us get things set up with Joe. Thanks to Alex for getting things set up with Caitlin. Um, thanks to Ryan for always being here. Thanks to you all for tuning in, whether you're tuning in live or later. We sure appreciate your support. Follow us on the social media at Sports Stove on Twitter and Instagram. And until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.